Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our wrestling podcast. So without further ado, the following contest is scheduled for one fall. And today's topic, the WCW legacy of the Macho Man, Randy Savage. It's gonna go down for the Wrestle War Daddy, the Kings of the Ring. All come together and do the wild thing. Lex Luger, the stylish, nature boy thing. Yeah, they all be doing that. Wild thing, yeah, they all be there with something to prove. Driven with intentions to bust the move. It's pay-per-view excitement from T-H-E. For more information, call your cable company. WP, this is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. Yo, yo. And Cuz. Oh, yeah. Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today, the legacy of the Macho Man post-WWF. We're talking about WCW and beyond. As always, you can reach us via Instagram at OWP2019, SoundCloud at Our Wrestling Podcast, YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel, or you can do the easy thing and download WrestlePost. It's an app at no charge to you. Android or Apple platforms will work, and you can join us along with other great podcasts of the day. So we got Macho Man WWF kind of put down. We're excited. But we got to talk about Beyond WWF. That's why we split this into two episodes. It's really hard to discuss the career of the Macho Man as broad as we're covering it in just one episode. It doesn't really work that way. You guys have anything you want to say about uh, last week's uh, episode of Macho Man WWF style before we get started into the WCW run and beyond? I mean, I think that's where his legacy was made. And a lot of people think WWF is, is, you know... When you think Macho Man, you think WWF, but he was actually in WCW for a while and yeah. uh, the same length almost, right? Uh, there was a good six years, you know, yeah. to, to start. Yeah. To almost the it. same. You know, Hulk is the same thing. Like, uh, I think Hulk was, uh, you know, in WWF from 84 to 93, well, taking he, a year off there. And then Hulk was in WCW from 94 to 2000. It's, it's another interesting argument. I know we talked about it in our Hogan versus Flair episode back in our archives. But Hogan and Flair were in the same federations longer than they weren't for their careers. Yeah. When you really think about it, which it, that's that's fascinating. You wouldn't think that because they didn't really go head to head until WCW. But that's the thing. Like, you know, Macho spent more time in WCW than you really tend to think because it does get overshadowed by this little thing well, called the NWO. But that, whatever. That, but at the same time, <laughs> like it's WCW, right? You know, we it's were talking a about shit show. in part one, we talked about the genius of the year long storytelling between Hogan and Savage, the mega powers exploding and all this stuff and Savage's dynamic with Elizabeth and and all that stuff. Like, 
you know, and that was great storytelling. Vince was always about that. WCW was a fucking shit show. And uh, and the NWO, when Savage first joined, the NWO had not formed yet. And Hulk had only been brought in like three, four months before. It, and I'm sure Hulk coaxed Savage into yeah. coming over because it was for more money, less dates, and it was in the ring. And I think Savage wanted. So I say the first tale of Macho Man, as far as WWF is concerned, in episode one, is more of the tale of like what he did how he established his character and name. And he was a part of the WWF machine that does not discount the talent of Macho Man, but the great storylines came along with it and the way Vince would nurture characters and nurture storylines. That was a big deal. Now we're going to get to a thing where you're not in an environment in WCW where anything was really nurtured that well. No, they were just trying to throw shit against the wall and hope something stuck. So they got a talent like Macho Man. So I think this part two is all like to me, a tribute to the Macho Man's actual yeah. talent because he had to go in there with a company that didn't really know how to hype like Vince did, oh, didn't yeah. really know how to, what the fuck to do half the oh, time. Yeah. But Macho's so good that he got in there and he showed that I have a, a reserve. Tank. In, in spite of all that, he's still. Got yeah, I'm work. not done. I have yeah. a reserve tank. I can I can benefit you in the ring. I can do well. So this part, I would like to say for as shitty as WCW is as far as like creatively and, you know, the buck stopped with Vince and WWF, but there was the buck never stopped with anybody in WCW, really. Um, you know, I think that this is a, oh, a, a book. Yeah. <laughs> a tribute to Macho Man and his talent. Agreed. Because you have anything to add before we jump into 1994 WCW. Yeah, isn't it funny? All, all the perfect circumstances, like you know, you mentioned. What if Warrior didn't get suspended? Would we mm. have seen the the Macho Man getting bitten by the snake? Would we seen the Macho Man losing that match? With <laughs> He's Rick doing Blair? everything in the Macho Man voice now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually, he's actually Macho Man. Oh yeah. But if if none of that, you know, so now he's a regular guy and he can't talk. <laughs> but if you went back to Machman right now, he'd be so articulate. <laughs> well, I think if you want to talk about politics and economics, it, let's talk about politics. Macho uh, so, mm, the Macho Man discussing but the politics. Macho man can talk to you about it. Yeah. <laughs> if those things didn't pan out in you know those perfect scenarios, we wouldn't have uh, this uh, run right here. Macho Man wouldn't have made it this far. Yeah, it probably how everything had it happen so perfect. It wouldn't have been as big as it was, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, just like with the Hogan thing, uh, yeah. Like how people, like how Jess was talking about, you know, people believe or well, people fantasize about Machman. You know, he should have beat Hogan. Yeah, it's like Man, all the things happen perfectly, and look, the yeah. right things happen. Hogan is the biggest star. He he, you know, two times. Yeah, and then and then Machman. Take its course, brother. Yeah. Yep. Those iconic moments, the snake biting him, everything. And and that's what's so interesting. I mean, Hogan was a big part of bringing uh, Savage in. And you're talking about Hogan. To WCW, right? Yeah, to, 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 yeah I'm sorry. To WCW in 94. Macho's biggest storyline didn't even involve a match. It was what he was going to do when he met up with Hogan face-to-face. Will he shake his hand, brother? Yeah, or they were hyping to Starcade 94, which the match was fucking the butcher which is Brutus Beefcake against Hulk Hogan, which oh is fucking God. awful. Yeah. And it was it's as awful as it sounds, folks. So the 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 bloom had fallen off the rose, is that how you say it? In WCW in a short fashion. I mean, they brought Hulk in, he spiked ratings real quick, he yeah. spiked by rates. Him and Flair had their thing. Hulk wins the title in Bash at the Beach 94. Yeah. It, the world the wrestling world is shocked because Hulk's with WCW now. WCW can actually benefit from his national name and his you know, advertisers now are like, oh, you got Hulk? Yeah, we'll buy a spot on your TV program. So Bischoff succeeded when it came to that because Bischoff was at the helm at this point. Sure. 
And they were turning a profit finally, too. Yeah, finally. And Hulk helped them get there. Yes, he made a lot of money. And he was super rich. Well, he was already rich coming in, but I mean, he got really rich my, from WCW. It was it did what Bischoff needed to like politically and and behind the scenes administratively. So he was able to get certain sponsors that they never could get before as the number two promotion. Sure. Uh, a lot of things happened. So Hulk, of course, is in Bischoff's ear and let's hire this guy and this guy. And you know what? Like I was talking to Randy. And, uh, you know, Hulk and Randy had a rocky relationship leaving the WWF, you know, so they kind of repaired it. And Hulk said, look, man, you know, they'll get you in the ring here. It's only going to be like 100 something days a year. Yeah, They're going to pay you. They're going to pay you the same money. But like you're basically going to have like half the dates and like your macho man also brought his Slim Jim shit over. Slim Jim got into bed with macho man, not necessarily WWF. Now Vince will never make that mistake again. No. But um, but yeah, so Savage <laughs> left the WWF and took the Slim Jim sponsorship with him and he went is. to WCW with it, which is a major coup for WCW. So now Bischoff has Hulk and he has Macho Man, which yeah. both those guys translate, you know, their household names. So yeah. they're they bigger draw. than kind of wrestling itself. And sure. so now you have Slim Jim, which is an automatic like. Now it's in WCW. So now WCW is doing all these commercials with Macho Man going snap into Slim Jim and all this stuff. So it was just yeah. Bischoff was just fucking like, yes, yes. Like well, just Bischoff, making it work. Bischoff basically brags that he's like, I didn't pay Macho Man. I mean, Slim Jim basically paid Macho yeah. Man because I was the money that I was getting for the Slim Jim stuff was the, almost it was very similar to what, what we were paying Macho. So it was it was kind of a wash, you know. So he's like, I basically I mean, in, my, in his mind, he got Macho for free. He's like, how do you get Macho Man for free? You know, who could draw like the Macho Man can? So he, he kind of brags about that. But it is, it is kind of a, it's. I think it's crazy. I think if Macho really wanted to push, he could have gotten way more money from Bischoff out of this deal. But Macho just wanted to come work, I think, and uh, wanted to get into something different because he was. We talked about his struggles in the past episode, everything going on in his personal life, and I think he he did want less dates. Probably hoping to repair some things with some prior people. Didn't happen. Yeah, and somebody else was there, by the way, too. Eventually, over time, Elizabeth, the show player. We'll get into that in a minute. Finally arriving at World Championship Wrestling, this man has done it all. The Macho Man, Randy Savage. Welcome to Atlanta. Ooh, there it is. Yeah, and that's where. So on that WCW Saturday night. Uh, Savage actually saves Hogan from an assault at the hands of the three faces of fear. Um, look that up if you want to, I guess. And the two are good for now. Savage has a few tag matches with Sting, but he rolls no. on to... Uh, am I going too fast? Too no, far? it's Darkade is when that happened. Oh, it wasn't... Yeah. WCW Saturday Night is where Gene Oakland introduced Savage, and Savage showed up for the first time in WCW Television. Oh my bad, yeah. And Gene Oakland's like, "What are you gonna do?" He's like, "We'll have to see." I have a huge. Yeah, I was, I was jumping on that. Yeah, I was basically saying eventually after that, after that situation. Yeah, Yeah. and at the main event of Starcade, that's when Hulk gets cornered by he he pins the butcher, and then the faces of fear all come in there. Yeah, or the Dungeon of Doom. And then, uh, and then Macho I kind of jumped ahead, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Ma- Macho comes in there and looks like he's going to side with the Dungeon of Doom and then ends up turning on them. And then the Mega Powers are reformed. Yeah, yeah for a minute. Starcade, <laughs> 94 WCW. And Savage has a few tag matches with Sting. After that, he rolls on to another feud with Flair. I kind of I kind of joke because I, I hear Jess going, let's do what Vince does. So yeah. Savage and Flair kind of happens again. We will make the money. <laughs> and this is where this, uh, the tandem of Savage and Hogan would defeat Flair and Vader at Slambury 95. And that feud would continue. In the they 96. were just so afraid. And, and this is me actually being a smart mark. 
looking ahead to what wrestling became in 96 and how the realism kind of worked mm-hmm. out better in the, you know, it's just God right away. Like, Oh man, I can understand how people attack Bischoff and how they said, Oh, you, you know, Hulk and Savage's contracts. How are you making money? Well, you know, Bischoff is a lot smarter financially than people give him credit for. Yeah. Um, because Bischoff is all about ratings and advertising dollars. Yeah. Whereas he didn't really give a shit about house shows because he took that away in 93. He took house shows completely yeah. away. So Bischoff was coming at it from a different thing. He was copying a lot of what Vince did in the early 80s, but he was also, and using his people, obviously. He was, he was going the exact opposite. But he was also just trying to, shows. you know, now the wave of the future is advertising dollars. And television. And ratings yeah. and television. So, like, yeah, he was doing all that. And then once that gets strong, then I could do house shows. Yeah, and house shows um, will fill out. Yeah, I mean, turn a profit first before I fucking lose money, you know? You can't, you can't be losing money and then go on house shows and then lose more money and then try yeah. to, you know, to get ahead. Let me fucking cut house shows. Let me get big names in here that could actually bring Slim Jims and Hulk brought national attention and all that stuff and, and mm-hmm. all that. Let me get that shit going first. Get our TV super strong. Get advertising dollars coming in. Pay the rest of my fucking roster. How about that? I yeah. I hate then, to, I hate to get into current stuff too, but it's yeah. not, it sounds like a formula that um, a certain little rogue federation is doing right now. They're they've had a few promotions at this well, point. Vince is doing that now. Yeah, but I'm saying I'm talking about AEW. Yeah, doing, doing a few promotions, a few pay per views that will sell out in 15 minutes. Get hotter, get hotter, and then have a TV deal before you even do house well, shows. Vince, not is, even doing, doing house Vince shows. is doing that now and more. I mean, his yeah. business isn't great right now, but yet his advertising dollars are so strong. They're a public company. Yeah. Their stock is so huge right now that people are like, you're gold. Everything's and fine. Even though the fine. fucking ratings are awful and the attendance is super down, not to go on a tangent. Yeah. But like, yeah, so Bischoff kind of had that sort of like seed planted where like, let me get TV strong first. So he did that. And then, yeah, they just let's do what Vince does because the money's on there. But he didn't do like stupid shit. So this is where I give Bischoff credit yeah. where a lot of people want to shit on him. You know, he got a name later for ATM Eric or whatever. But no, he was parlaying money over, you know, from Slim Jim to cover this, to cover that. He yeah. was doing super smart fucking shit. And, um, and part of Hulk's contract was you get movies that are paid for by TBS and T- Turner, you know, so he didn't have to fucking fork that money out. So Hulk, part of Hulk's contract was to get money to be in a movie. You know what I mean? So like it didn't cost WCW a dime, really. So Bischoff is doing smart shit back here but mm-hmm. people didn't know it because it was all behind the scenes stuff but on sure. the camera it was let's reform the mega powers let's have them beat flair let's do is all the same stuff they were doing before yeah. but i have to say um they are feeling their way through to find it out was what's great american work. bash 95 uh the main event was savage versus flair and that was a really fucking good match go back to the network and watch the main yeah. event of great it was really good they had angelo Papo there and it was actually done on father's day huh. and uh which is tomorrow from what we're recording right now and uh, no, it's not. It's in two days. Whatever. Fuck. Fuck you guys. Um, so <laughs> cut it. So, so yeah, so if go back and watch that match because, yeah, they did rehash the whole Savage and Flair thing, but um, they did an awesome match at the main event of Great American Bash 95, and uh, it was really good and physical. It, the Both guys seemed to rewind the clock back like 10 years, and, like, they were awesome, and the ending match, the ending sequence was awesome. Savage lost to Flair. Yeah. Flair hits him right in the fucking face with the cane, Angelo Papo's cane, and pins him, and, uh, and Savage will, you know, tour. Flair, Flair's a fucking genius. It was God such damn. a great match, and they actually went on. I'm going to hit you with your father's cane and beat you. They tore but. They toured house shows. They rematched <laughs> it. Uh, they rematched at Bash of the Beach 95, which was live on the Huntington Beach. 
Um, and Dude, Sav- Savage beat Flair with an elbow bro, and all that stuff. Cuz looks like a fucking 13 year old ready to go to sleep right now. He nah. seriously is right now. <laughs> He's going to take a nap, bro. Pay attention to the laptop. <laughs> He's not. This is great. <laughs> you ain't pay attention to shit, we bro. got to get video in here because this is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. But oh my god, he's regular cuz right now. But the second he goes into Macho Man, he's completely articulate. Yeah, like, he's you fucking every word. He's sober. Yeah, E oh. equals MC squared. But then, cuz, tell us about what you're doing. I don't, I don't he gets thinking about the cuz. He's that he's that airline pilot. It's a uh, thirty thousand feet. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry about the cosmos. <laughs> sorry, continue, continue. completely clear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so right. so yeah, so they uh, you know. Yeah, they did rehash Flair and Savage and all that, but actually did really well. And both guys, I think, had something to prove. Again, Flair, who was the main one of the main reasons why Hulk even fucking came to WCW, fucking jobs out, gets shit on. And then it's just like, hey, Randy, want a feud? Yeah, let's do it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. so the whole it fucking it, but they did really well with it. It, it kind of showed me even back here in 94 that Savage can still go. He can still do it. Yeah. He, and he was, in he 95, was actually. And, and it's interesting. Flair would always seem to get the best of him. But Savage does pick up some wins along the way against the likes of the Butcher and uh, stunning Steve Austin. You know, what? What? We all know what? who that is. Oh, you know, I mean, can you imagine, you know, go back and watch that match and kind of see maybe that didn't mesh. But it's interesting to, to know that Macho Man actually did wrestle Stone Cold Steve Austin before he was Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, it's kind of cool. You know, wasn't it actually part of the U.S. tournament or something like that. I, I think, think he so. beat, I think he beat Austin yeah. like three he did. Days. He did beat Austin. Yeah, he beat like Austin. three minutes or some shit. Yeah, that's OK. That's the one and only time they- it's just fun to see them in the ring together. And even though like Flair always seems to get the number on Savage. Even when Savage wins the fucking WCW title. I mean, Savage wins this fucking title in a 60-man three-ring battle. World War III. World War III, right? made decisions that will affect our lives forever. But nothing will prepare you for this. World War III. 60-man three rings. A battle royal where only one will survive. It's WCW. And that's all great. But then fucking he just loses it a month later to Flair. Well, not even that. It's like and Hulk fucking gets involved because he's a bitch. God damn it. And so Hulk fucking (laughs) does this whole thing where, yeah, he doesn't actually go over the top rope at World War 395 and gets pulled out from under the ropes by the giant. He beats the giant. Macho Man wins. The referee doesn't see Hulk not get eliminated. They assumed he was eliminated. So they give the title to Savage and Hulk. Again, Monday Nitro had launched in September of that yeah. year. Mm-hmm. So now they're they're fighting every week for TV, right? On Nitro, yeah. Yeah. And that, so and that, Hulk did the whole thing of like, you know what, brother, you're champion for now, but you know, I, I didn't lose and blah blah blah. I knew this whole thing. Mine. Yeah. And that, that's even more interesting because you talked about Nitro and you're talking about TV. I don't know if ratings. interesting with the word. I, I remember well, no, this I'm, I'm saying being like boring as shit. I would actually no, rub I'm my not, head against I'm the not talking about that. I'm and talking that would be more eventful. God damn it. Take sorry. my words and twist them all. I'm the sorry, shit. I'm saying WWE was, was bad creatively. No, that, that, that's fine. I'm I'm saying it's interesting that you talked about Nitro because Nitro, you said fighting for ratings. It's actually where Macho wins already wins his second WCW title is on Nitro yeah. against Flair of all things. They're going to do a title change on a fucking a regular like Nitro. syndicated cable TV show, not a pay per view, and that that's that's where it's going to go down. I, I just find that amazing, you know. Uh, and that's uh, it's just one of those things where yeah he wins it and then guess what, a month later what the fuck happens, who does he lose to again? Flair, fucking Flair at yeah, Super Bowl, right? Yeah, man, fucking Jesus Christ! Like, no, but that was good though. Their feud was actually really good. Elizabeth actually ended up turning on Randy. Elizabeth came back at this point. Yeah, 
And uh, she actually ended up turning on Randy, and then Woman and Elizabeth would be in Flair's corner for mm-hmm. the next year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like it was. A, they try. It wasn't the greatest storylines ever, but it really just again it showed that Macho had a lot left in the tank. Um, their matches were very good, actually. Um, again, drawn I, out, but I mean, Hulk was you on, can't go wrong. He with was Savage on limited dates and all that stuff. But yeah, the thing was is like yeah. So now they knew they had Savage, so they're like, well, Flair and Savage could do the house shows. While Hulk fucking, I don't know what he sucks his own dick somewhere. Like, whoa, because he doesn't. Hulk I'll never, you, brother. Hulk never did house shows. He never barely. There's did probably anything. somebody that would pay for that. Oh, I mean, oh, brother. I would, brother. He's sitting right here, brother. <laughs> oh, no. <Yeah. laughs> oh, I man. So, I mean, like I said, Flair back to Savage, back to Flair. Sounds like a broken record. The feud honestly gets overshadowed by a little thing called the invasion. You know, later known as the NWO. Well, that yeah. So what? Won the fight about it? It gradually happened. Like the summer of 96 yeah. started. Scott Hall came out. Nash came out. We have a third guy. We're coming up from up north. They would never say they're coming from WWF, but we're coming from up north. Yeah. And uh, that's just sparked. That changed everything in the wrestling landscape. So there was it wasn't really a, it was kind of a wrestling war since they both debuted since Nitro debuted in the September of 95. And they would just, you know, they were trading off back and forth, rating wins. It was just, you know, sure. Nitro was live on Monday and so was Raw. So it was in, it was cool for wrestling fans because we had two shows we can go to. So that's why I really enjoy that. I mean, both shows were actually kind of shitty in 95, 96. But like you got you got a choice finally. And then, you know, Bischoff started bringing in cruiserweights and stuff like that. And, you know, Michaels was on the other channel. And so was Brett. And so was Tate. It really me. it really was. Um, so was Taker. A tide shift. Yeah. Yeah, and so then, like, you start doing it. Then, out of nowhere, the cruiserweights start getting a little bit of traction. Nitro looks a little fresher. And, like, 96, Hulk leaves for a while. And they, so they start they start kind of rebuilding here. And then, all of a sudden, Hulk comes out of the car. Hey, yo. Then, two weeks later, Nash comes out. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, you know, we're, we're Scott Hall and we're Kevin Nash. Hey, and we're yo. invading from up north. And, you know, you guys treated us like shit before. And you guys are a second-rate promotion. We're, we're invading. Are you sure about that? Oh, fuck. Really? Yeah. And we have a third guy, too, by the way. So, you know, fast forward to um, Bash at the Beach, 1996. And um, we have Savage and Luger. And there was supposed to be a third and Sting, sorry, against Hall and Nash and a third guy. Well, Hall and Nash show up. There's no third guy. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, Luger gets knocked out early in the match. So now you're kind of they did a really good job here because they're like, who the fuck is Hulk had been off TV for like four months, three months brother um and just because it was time for him to go do another stupid shit movie and he had limited whatever. dates yeah and anyway. he had limited dates too so you didn't really think of him that much and uh but then you're also like okay who's gonna be the third man so they kind of were teasing it all is it someone else from wbf is it someone from the inside who is it yeah. so basically what they did was they knock luger out right at the beginning of the match luger gets put up against the pole by accident and gets carted out in a stretcher is it Luger? Is he faking it? Is Luger gonna come back? I don't know. So they did this whole thing where it could have been Luger, it could have been anybody. Out walks Hulk Hogan at the very end. And the place goes nuts. And he gets in there, tears his shirt, looks down at Macho Man, and drops the leg on him. Oh, and the place goes crazy. Off. And Hall and Nash get back in. They start hugging and high-fiving. Trash fucking flies into the ring from oh, everywhere. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, Great Savage <laughs> Savage was laying on the ground. And basically, he was the fall guy. He was the guy that kind yeah. of allowed Hulk to turn heel. Yeah. And join the NWO, and like, he takes the NWO spray paint across the back at that time too, right? Or no? no, they didn't do spray paint. Oh, that yet. was later. That was later. But they did Savage. the main event of Halloween Havoc '96, which I was there live, by the yeah. way. 
um, was Hulk versus Macho, and it was really entertaining. It was really fun. It wasn't as physical as Armenia Five match or anything. Sure. But but they went back to the well, Hulk versus Savage, right? Yeah. So Elizabeth came back out, and she actually sided with Savage again, and all that stuff. And mm. and Hulk was, you know, the NWO would always grab Elizabeth. They spray painted her back, and weeks leading up to it, and they would have beat up Savage and spray paint his back, and no. finally they faced each other no. and. Hulk cheated to win or whatever, and then watch. Look at DiBiase telling me, Frederick, two. You gotta be kidding me! You got to be kidding me! Ladies and gentlemen, the winner and still champion. He is the heavyweight champion of the world, Hollywood. Hulk. They they basically couldn't come to terms on a new contract. He did kind of step off. Yeah. Which honestly was probably the best thing because what were you going to do with Savage at that point? Right. Um, uh, I, I think it's funny. I, I don't think it was deliberate, but I think it worked because if Savage is going to be that face and he's going to get, he's going to lose out like that, he needs to go away for a while. It's almost like if they were going to do a storyline to it and he was under contract, they should have given him an injury and had him leave for months and make the comeback trail. But it was really because they couldn't come to terms on contract. Right. But in early 97, we find Savage is back. And he's working with Sting as the free agents. I'm using quote air quotes here. Yeah. Um, so at this point, Sting was developing his crow character. He hadn't. He was always up in the rafters. He hadn't yeah. spoken and all that. So they're building Sting. But Savage starts appearing with him in the rafters. Ship and all that stuff in black and white, like Sting was wearing or whatever, and not really talking. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're no, you're fine. And that's where Bischoff kind of comes into the fray and informs Savage, um, bro, you're, you're gone. You know, you're not you're not a you're not tied to WCW anymore. If you want to come back, um, we've got a spot for you in the MWO, though. Well, you know, we've got a we've got some there. So basically, the only way that Savage can come back is to becomes a member of the NWO. And that causes Savage to basically churn on Sting. But I think that's kind of where we all know about the Sting aftermath. But the whole the whole portion of this was to have Sting eventually go over, you know, months later, almost a year later. Uh, on his own because Sting is going to single-handedly turn the franchise around. And yeah, it happened at Super Bowl 97. It was yeah. Hulk versus Piper. Yep. For the WCW title. And so Sting and Savage came down towards the end of the match and they're neutral, quote unquote. And then Sting taps him like, let's go. And then Savage kind of shook his shook his head like, no, I'm staying. And then basically what he did was he turned against Piper, helped yep. Hulk win the title or retain the title. Yep. And then now you knew Savage is, is NWO. And that Savage and Elizabeth both yeah. are now part of the NWO at that so, point. Yeah, the next couple of Monday Night shows, they announced, uh, you know, hey, Macho, we want to make you comfortable here. We got someone for you. And then they announced Elizabeth. And then now the classic couple's back, right? Macho and Elizabeth were back. And it was like a thing. Just not in real life. Right, right. Not <laughs> in real life, but on screen, it was like, but they were heels. But it was kind of right back where they started. I wonder, right? I wonder how uncomfortable it's, that was. It, well, it's kind of poetic. I, it was, Savage always loved her. Yeah. And uh, um, Genius or Lanny would always say it, you know, like it after they divorced, Savage learned eventually how to like, he just loved her as a friend. Yeah. And so he still took care of her. They said he acted exactly the same way backstage. He would protect her. He knew, oh, excuse me. You want to edit that shit out, guys. Um, Keep it in, bud. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm pissing myself. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm ejaculating. I don't know what's happening. Um, hey. I, f- I don't know what I'm doing. I go too far. I'm a, I have a problem. Nah, I'm a piece of shit. Three, two, and so, one. Uh, no, not even three, two, one. Fuck, <laughs> that shit in there. So, 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 yeah. So, like, they would talk, you know, Lanny would talk about how even after their divorce and they came back, he always protected her business-wise. He wanted yeah. to make sure she was okay and all that. So, yeah, now on screen, they were back, but they were heels again. And they actually did 
uh, he would come out with a Hall and Nash and stuff and cut promos and all that stuff. And then they attacked DDP and launched into this fucking coolest shit feud with DDP and Macho Man. And they had a great the feud. Yeah. God, they stole the show. I think the first one was what? Spring, Spring Stampede in 97? Uh, yeah, I believe so. They had like a fall. Was a false count anywhere that time? Mm, maybe. Maybe. I don't something I know. Yeah. yeah, they started feuding or whatever. And like, and then like Kimberly got involved on DDP's behalf and they did really cool. I mean, it was, promos. it was an eight month feud. I mean, it was. Yeah. It was and so like it was the, their first match was Spring Stampede of 97. And, uh, and it was awesome because they were testing him out in house shows. And Arn Anderson was kind of like, you know, the guy in the back that not an agent per se, but he was sort of like, well, yeah, I guess he was an agent. And uh, so Macho was very, you know, close about who he jobbed to and all that stuff. Sure. He's the, he's the Macho man. So I guess they, you know, they did a couple house shows and Macho would cheat to beat him and all that stuff or whatever. And yeah. DDP was pretty over at this point. And, but you, uh, but, you but he needed ar- to go to the next level. You could argue that DDP wouldn't have reached the highest that he did without Macho. No, no. And then so, yeah, there was one night where they got into arena and uh, um, it was the final house show before Spring Stampede. And uh, and so Savage said, hey, uh, how about tonight? Uh, he hits me with a diamond cutter and goes over one, two, three. So Arn Anderson's like, are you sure that's what you want? He's like, yeah. So they did it in the house show, and the place went fucking nuts when he they did were t- it. So Macho, was and they got they they got to the back, and then Macho looked at uh, Anderson and looked at DDP, and he's like, "Well, I guess we know what the finish is going to be at Spring Stampede, don't we?" And that was the finish, where they went out there, and Savage was fucking being a dick or whatever, and it was getting he pile drove the referee because he's a maniac. <laughs> and uh, go back and watch this match, Spring Stampede, nineteen ninety seven, um, was fucking fantastic. He hooked him. That's it. That's it. This place has erupted. Everyone is standing. Savage, when you thought he had Diamond Dallas, Diamond Dallas had Savage. And look at Nick Patrick. The pressure's on him right now, Brain. He knows he's not going to get up. Come on, Patrick. Count him. Go ahead. You better count. Come on. One, One two, three. He's Okay, so yeah, so I mean, that was such a memorable match, and it put DDP on the map even further. It got him up further on the card, and yeah. it was because Macho Man agreed. Again, we talked, he has he had more left in the tank. But, he was but ready think, to fucking rock. But think about the insight for, for Macho to understand that and go, because obviously in, in WWF, you didn't have to worry about that. Like, people would see that, Vince and, and people in his... Uh, Stooges, to, to, for lack of a better term, would see that and go, "Hey, bro, um, you can see the tri- the tie turning. We're gonna have to put DDP over." And Macho be like, "Okay, brother." But now Macho is the one going, "Hey, um, let's try this because yeah, because he's in a dumber he, locker room." Yeah, like yeah, this. he has to be the one to bring that up. But Macho understands the dynamic. But on top about that, like that, and it just it's a lesson to show people too. When you have a veteran, that veteran being heel and putting a face over is probably the best position you could be in. Yeah, if Macho was a face and DDP was a heel, I mean, you could put him over, and DDP would cheat like a dirty heel to win. But the veteran being the dirty heel and trying to cheat yeah. to win, but the face, the younger face getting over—that's how you put someone yes. over. This is how you put someone over and make yeah. a star. Mm-hmm. WWE's locker room was not smart enough to do it, but thank God they had people in the back like Savage that knew. You know what? I I could right now pull my creative string and be like, I'm beating him. I'm Macho Man. And nobody would have fucking fought him. Yeah, they would all say, okay. Even DDP would have been like, sounds good, man. No problem. Macho Man, whatever you want, right? Yeah, cheat me. Hit me with brass knucks. Do whatever you want or whatever. And and most places would think, well, that 
that still is going to get DDP over because he's going to get sympathy, right? Yeah. Like, you know, Macho Man's going to cheat to beat him. No. Macho Man's like, no, cheer that crowd on the house show. They went fucking nuts when he DD, uh, diamond cuttered me yeah. and pinned me. So we're going to do that. So DDP even talks about it a lot, saying, here's what happened. You know, live on pay-per-view, we do it. I hit him with the diamond cutter out of nowhere. The place goes nuts. I crawl over slowly, put my arm over him. One, two, three, place goes bonkers. DDP's instantly made. Yeah. And they had rematches. They had a rematch, I think, at the Great American Bash, the Halloween Havoc that year. Mm-hmm. And they were pretty good. They're all pretty good matches. Go back and watch all of them. Watch that whole trilogy of matches. It was so good. It was really good. Absolutely. And, you know, that, that we always talk about that. DDP was always an up-and-comer, and he was getting his. He couldn't, obviously, it wasn't just Macho putting him over that did that. DDP was doing a lot of work to get there. But Macho seeing that and putting him over is really, it's really a great thing in wrestling. Uh, because I don't think, uh, to Jess's point, I don't think anybody in the back, I don't think a Bischoff, I don't think a Booker would have said, hey, um, I think we're going to we're gonna put, we're going to put DDP over tonight because I don't think they, I think they wouldn't have, I think they thought that Macho would They would have just said, that. oh, Macho Man, you're going over to make, yeah. cause he's the big money contract. Well, he's got the yeah. big money contract. He's the veteran. He's yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage. He has to go over. Well, major difference d- between WCW he? and WWE. Yeah. Like, like d- yeah. does he really though? Not really. It kind of depends on the situation. And Macho saw the situation and said, no, that's not the best thing for business right now. And and for Macho to see that, I, I always wonder what would happen if Macho got involved in creative and behind the scenes and he hadn't passed on us. I mean, damn, there, should, there could have been some gold somewhere because he understood the business better than most wrestlers at that moment did. You would count other people to, to understand. But yeah, he had the creative ability. He understood He understood where to take the crowd. He understood also where the crowd was going. And, oh, this is an easy push. Give me the diamond cutter. It's going to fucking explode because Macho understands it's not about wins and losses. It's about how much money you can make. And they were making a lot of money at that point. And the fact that DDP is even known now and he got put in the WWE Hall of because Fame. Because of Savage. Stuff. Well, honestly, that's I think this is Savage's crowning achievement in WCW is putting DDP over. I think that was like his the big highlight there. Yeah. And by the way, um, I'm just going to put it out there. DDP, if you're listening, um, all your yoga segments, which are fantastic. I have, I have a DVD as well. I'm sure Jess has a DVD. Um, you might want to give about 5% of your proceeds to uh, the Macho Man family. Just putting it out there i'm sure he already does he probably does you know i'm just saying i mean you're you're welcome (laughs) that's what i would say thank you very much right so uh but i say good for ddp because he was amazing and we got to see some great things there but macho certainly helped push that career along that was awesome so as we get into the next feud i don't why the fuck i don't know man i get really i get really angry about stupid stuff like this but apparently the next feud happens to be with Luger, and they, they do a couple matches together. And Luger goes over both times. God knows why. And it's um, hard. Like, n- at the end of 97 and 98, was just kind of like a, we're just using Savage in here because we can. WCW was on fire as far yeah. as ratings and house shows were concerned. 97, 98 were, like, peak years for that company. So, like, in 98, they just fucking, he was doing shit with Brad. He was doing shit with Piper. Sure. He was doing shit with, uh, ah, fuck, I don't even know. Yeah. Um, Sting, he won the world title from Sting, which is fucking, they yeah. derailed Sting again. They should have so ju- Yeah, you jump, jump a little bit. Yeah, Luger, yeah. The, the, the feud with Luger was The whole 98 year from WCW just yeah. jumped everywhere. But that's where Savage gets that title, or that title shot with Sting. He beat Sting at Spring Stampede. Yeah, with right a now. little help. It's a little bit of a. And then Hulk wins it right yeah. back. Yeah. Well, the reason why, you know, at least in my opinion, I mean, literally in that match with Sting, Savage tears his ACL in that match. And that's, in my opinion, why it led to Hogan taking the title the next night. He, it would have happened anyway, Dave. 
You think so? Savage would have been fucking healthy as a fucking horse. Horse brother. Like, brother, I got to beat you, brother. You really believe that? Yes, I do. Absolutely. So you you think think we're we're wrestling on Monday night and I'm taking the title off Who would have drawn a night later? Who drew bigger? Hulk versus Goldberg or Hulk versus or Goldberg versus Savage. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Absolutely. Hulk I'm, Hogan, I'm, brother. I, and I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm not saying Hulk beat Savage with I'm going to lose this Goldberg guy. I'm just saying that Hulk was fucking took the title off him because he's like, I want to win it again. And uh, Sunday, you don't have to do with the ACL. Tear. I lost to Sting. No, I did have to do with the ACL tear. But I mean, like they could have done shit. He took advantage of it. Is what you're yeah, saying. it could have okay. been. Who, I agree with that. Why couldn't Sting beat him in a rematch? And not derailed Sting's yeah. fucking momentum. Like it just did. I don't even want to get pissed that, off. That's that's the they bigger problem. They fucking mishandled Sting so fucking yeah. bad here. It was because no. Hulk politicked and Bischoff Sunday, was sucking Monday, his balls. Whoa. And like it was just all. It was a fucking bad thing. It's one of the things. You know, people po- like point to the finger poke of doom as what started WCW's decline. Negative. No, it was, it was the that. decisions they made in early '98. And the handling of Sting at the end of 97 into 98 that fucked up WCW to begin with. You build a guy for an entire year and he's supposed to beat your big villain, Hulk Hogan. He's supposed to beat him clean and he doesn't. And they fuck it up. And I, that's it. This is an episode for another time. But I mean, they fuck it up. And then, yeah, Savage Gang, great. He wins another world title off it. But it really, like, 98 was a fucking clusterfuck for WCW. And for Savage, for everybody, for Savage, everybody. Might as well just fucking forward to 99. He drags Savage over. He grabs the referee. And the referee looks one. He looks at two. And he looks in. We've got a new world champion, my Well, and we're, yeah, we're going to get there. I mean, you know, Savage then joined the Wolfpack, uh, the split off of the NWO with Kevin Nash, but he had to leave the company on June 15th of that year to actually recover from two knee surgeries. So uh, he was getting know, old and he was breaking down. Yeah, he's breaking down, yeah. but he still ran hard. You know, it's, it's yeah. Savage. Savage isn't going to let up, bro. I mean, this is who right. he is. So he has brief returns in WCW with his uh, valets. Uh, claiming uh, the team, or the team name, Team Madness. Uh, who were those valets? Just can you refresh my? It was uh, Mona, mm-hmm. which was Molly Holly. Yeah, yeah. And it was Medusa. Yep. And Gorgeous George. Yeah. So it was. It was just a brief return, and then you're really, you're really kind of jumping at this point. It, it kind of starts the TNA run. He wasn't there for very long. No, with no, Team not Madness. at all. He won the title in '99. He won the title in '99, but how long was he actually there? Not that long. Yeah, that's what that's all I'm saying. I mean, he did get so so. He, I think he had what four titles with WCW. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he doubled up on WWF title runs, but for the heavyweight title, right? Um, but he fought Rodman at Road Wild '99. Yeah, or Hot yeah. Wild. Or yeah, well, that doesn't sound like something I want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> you know, but he did do that. That is true. And then he gets less than one a one year stint with teenage. This is where I think his. He's kind of like he's really broken down at this point. Yeah, you can kind of tell he's there's not much he can really do. So he here. leaves WCW what yeah. at the end of '99 or mm-hmm. 2000 or something? Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah, and he confronts the owner wrestler of TNA, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, and this is kind of kind of tough to talk about. His last match uh, was at the pay per view turning point. He's teaming with Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles, which is that's kind of cool. <laughs> so you had a, you actually had a match with Hardy, Savage, and Styles. Come, come on. I mean, think about the people that overlap Savage's, you know, run in wrestling. Styles got a piece of that. Okay, that's fucking cool. And you know, that's where he defeats the 
the quote kings of wrestling, which was Jarrett Nash and Hall. Kind of everything's trying to repeat this whole NWO, you know. Yeah, facade, team, right? everybody does that. Yeah, and it just it you know nothing's going to compare to it. Once it's done, it's it's done. You can't do it again. And Savage was actually scheduled to win the TNA Championship. Uh, but he actually left due to health concerns at that point. So that was his last match. I do believe that it was at the time the NWA championship, right? Yeah, NWA was. Yeah, they were carrying the title there. So yeah. Savage actually, if he'd won, that would have been the first time he ever won the NWA yeah. championship. If he did win it. That's just that's, it's kind of a shame because I think he's worth. I mean, it that. was a shell of its former self. It wasn't the real. Ah, I mean, yeah. it was the NWA, but it, I mean, it wasn't. I'm just saying, if, 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 yeah. if you can call yourself an NWA yeah. champion, that's pretty sick. They appreciate it. Though. You know, yeah, it's, it didn't it's didn't, work. didn't work out. It's appreciated. Mm-hmm. Still um, rolling today. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <sighs> so he 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 left due to health concerns, guys, and this is kind of the fast forward. So we have the we have the tough uh, the tough news at the end here on May 20th of 2011. Savage actually dies at the age of 58. He was with his wife and it crashed into a tree. High school sweetheart, right? He uh, high school yeah, he ended up marrying her. College sweetheart. Yeah. You and know, um, just signed a legends deal. It was, it was, uh, everyone thought at first, oh, he lost control of the vehicle, crashing the tree. That's what killed him. That's a good point by Cuz. He actually did. You're going to go over that part a little bit. Yeah, What's because that? like he, uh, he the signed legends the legend deal. deal. He was like, the they did the E3 or whatever, the EA, you know, wrestling, video con or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, they always relaunch, like you know, what what's the who's going to be like the warrior incident? Yeah, who's going to who's like, going to be the sponsor of the next uh, or the 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 top guy that's going to advertise the next wrestling game? And they turn the lights out, and you heard, "Ooh yeah!" And then like it came up, and it showed his eyes, and it said WWE Two K, yeah. whatever it was, eleven or twelve or whatever it was. You young nothing. Macho Man Randy Savage and my generation, yeah, and all the legends, yeah, because I'm telling you. So it's so sad. It's, it gets to the point where they're on the They were actually, yeah, they were going to. They were reconciling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was all set up. Just like the Warriors story. And yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, he he crashed into a tree. And you went, oh, he crashed into a tree. That Yeah, that would kill people. But that's not really what it was. They were strapped in. Um you know, they suffered minor injuries from that. When they actually did the autopsy, they found out that Savage had a massive heart attack, and that's what caused him to lose control of the vehicle. The autopsy actually showed over 90% blockage to the heart, and it was something that Savage never had knowledge of, so obviously he never treated what was diagnosed as, and I'm going to butcher this, it's atherosclerotic heart disease is what Savage actually was was, uh, officially called for uh in his death that's what that's what he died from um and then you guys want to talk about that it's it's a tough subject you know because yeah we, it sucks you know because i mean he had pulled away and he was just going to come back probably the wrestling it was, it was a but he had to go away trip. and get himself right personally he married his high school sweetheart and he was really happy and uh in, in, and obviously he reconciled with wwe because in 2k it's funny 2k sports has been like the liaison for a lot of guys like coming back, like Warrior, Savage, Goldberg, you know, when you get the cover of the video game, all of a sudden it's this old legend and then they start showing up and they sign a legend contract. So Savage was kind of one of the first that would do that, you know, and come back. And it sucks because he probably would have been on Raw and SmackDown and kind of did a legend thing or whatever. And so that sucks. Like you never got to see what he would have done with his legend role or, you know, what what would have happened. And, 
you know, it, it sucks. I remember I was actually at work uh, the day that he died. I just I went in my break room and I refreshed my phone and I saw the headlines like, you know, legendary star Macho Man dies. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, and it was, you know, what a lot of guys died from unknown heart disease. They did. I'm not. Savage was honest. He did growth hormones. He did steroids. He, you know, especially when he came back in 99 WCW, he was fucking jacked. Like he, you could yeah. tell he was fucking like super swole and like on something. And uh, this is what he did. And it changed that, you know, the growth hormones, I think is what fucked a lot of people up. You know, people like Pillman and Guerrero and yeah. all those guys, like they Enlarging died in the heart. Yeah. You know, they died from major heart attacks. Warrior did steroids. I'm sure. I'm sure he did growth hormones. Like they all thought growth hormones was, you know, it's it's a hormone that helps me grow and my muscles nerded. They thought it was better than steroids, but actually just it enlarged your heart so big that like it got diseased and it just fucking, you know, like it just gave out on you. Over ninety percent blockage on Savage when they, yeah. they opened him up. That was all from fucking like steroid abuse and all yeah. that stuff. It's from making your heart your heart's a muscle. So when you take something that grows your muscles, your heart grows. And then when you get off that it deflates like a balloon. And so it's got all this extra flappage and shit and it traps stuff. And you get all that calcium trapped in there and like all the other stuff and cholesterol. And did so, you know, did you know Jess was the doctor? I'm a Who's fucking doctor? Jess MD. Why are you fucking? <laughs> Dr. Jess Williams? You know, fucking look it up. <clears throat> heart flapping. It's in the Geneva connection. Heart flapping. <laughs> look it up, bro. So, so, yeah, you know, and, and that's just what happened. And he's one of the guys that fell victim to that, where it's like he died way too soon. Um, yeah, he did 58 a lot, years yeah, old. I hate to say he did a lot of fucking stuff that he shouldn't have done in yeah. his body. Not like drugs like we know them, but fucking like workout shit and stuff to make himself physically look better. Savage is always very self-conscious about his look. And I hate to have to defend that kind of stuff. But back in those days, man, doctors prescribed that shit like, oh, recovery. You're going to recover faster. You're hurt. Yeah. Let's give you these. Oh, you're still you're still recovering. Let's give you some more. You know, it, it's it's very similar to the opioid, opioid ep, uh, you know epidemic that we're dealing with now. You can go to four different doctors and get the same script, and it's bullshit, and it's killing people. Steroids and, and growth hormone—they've kind of they've kind of gotten around that. They've not gotten around it. They've they've kind of nipped that. But the sad thing is, that's a very low percentage of the the major crises that we're dealing with now. I don't want to get off on a crazy fucking drug tangent, but it's the same kind of problem. You know, oh, you need to recover. You need this. Oh, you're in pain. Let me give you this. And I hate to say it, they, they all fall into that. And then they kind of, they obviously abused it and uh, they used it to take advantage to make their bodies larger. And they, they pay the ultimate price for that. <clears throat> so um, I wanted to go over some things before we wrap up completely, just to give you an idea of the career of the macho man. Uh, I've got five bullet points here and you guys can jump in at or take away or call me out on my bullshit anytime. Number one thing I, I discovered was 29 titles won over the esteemed Macho Man career. He was a two-time WWF champion. He was a four-time WCW champion. He was a 1987 King of the Ring. He's a 1995 World War III winner. Uh, second bullet point, he was a headliner for WrestleMania 4, 5, and 8. Well, huh. I mean, back in those days... I mean, the only person that could headline more was Hogan. Yeah. Remember the yeah. other point that uh, out mm-hmm. of about, what, 74 pay-per-view matches, he main evented about 35 of them? Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. Out of 74 so, pay-per-views. That tells you a lot about, about the Macho Man Randy Savage. A uh, little crazy. I thought it was funny. He's described as one of the greatest wrestlers who ever lived by ESPN's Bill Simmons. Kind of a big deal, right? 
Many believe he's the only one that comes close to the drawing power of Hogan in the rock and wrestle area. We know attitude is another story. That was a whole other genre, one other set of money, inflation, all that. But in the rock and roll era, the only person who can really lace up Hogan's boots was Savage at that time. Even Flair technically didn't draw money, even though Flair is amazing. Um, that's not his fault. But the only person who came close to the drawing power of Hogan was Savage in those time frames. No, I mean, and that's what makes him who he is. Yeah, exactly right. And that's what then, gives um, him his place. And the last one I have is kind of fun. He had a very successful relationship with Slim Jim. So what do you guys have to say about the whole genre of the Macho Man, Randy Savage, a legacy? I know this was the WCW TNA portion. And the unfortunate we have to talk about his death. It's always hard. Um, you know, it's the same thing. When Savage dies, when Warrior dies, we all kind of get shook because we grew up on those guys, right? Um, anything you guys want to say about Savage before we wrap up today? I think that, uh, you know, the warrior was the guy that was anointed to be Hulk yep. after, and it didn't pan out that, that way. That was the torch. And for a lot of different reasons, whether it was Hulk politicking or warrior mentally not being able to handle the, you know, run with the torch or whatever. But then you had this guy who they knew, oh, he's just going to be the placeholder real quick. Warrior was kind of going to be the guy to replace Hulk. That's, our, I think, what Vince really wanted. But Macho Man really could have been the guy the whole time. He just took his place. But that year that Macho Man was champion, um, was he was on fire. He held the houses. He was he was a popular star in a different way. He wasn't Hulk, but he was like this different type of character that was just as popular in, in a that lot of in a lot of ways. Yeah. In a lot of ways, and I, you know, again, you know, it was because of Hulk that he got a lot of attention at first. Hulk did really like him in the back and said, "Hey, let me work with him." You know, in eighty six, eighty seven, and uh, it worked out. You know, it worked really well. Fortunately, that those two guys had a lot of. If they would have just gotten along better in the back, or Hulk wasn't a bitch sometimes, like maybe they, uh, maybe Savage would have been three or four time WWF champion. You know, like and it would have been a bigger deal. Um, who knows? And then. He just hit these weird pitfalls in his career where Vince just wanted him to be on commentary. So for a year, he burned that up. And, you know, it's just a lot of stuff that uh, the injuries in WCW, it seemed like he went over there and he ran hard for 95 and 96 and then kind of started getting injured and, you know, like just contract disputes and all that stuff. You know, I don't I don't. And I'm sure if he was around, I think he would say he did not end his career, though. He wanted to end his career. I I think Macho Man deserved something a little bit better. I think he deserved to leave WCW and go back to WWF and kind of maybe have a couple WrestleMania matches like Hulk did with The Rock or whatever. Or even what Angle's done recently. yeah. Yeah. You know, and maybe just end it like that, maybe. But Savage had really bad hip problems. And a lot of people don't know that. From dropping that elbow, if you watch the way he would drop that elbow, he fucked his hip up well, really sometimes bad. twice a night, bro. Yeah. I mean, come so on. Macho Man, every night on house shows, sometimes twice a night, hitting his hip, and that's just the way he fell on that elbow to protect his opponent if, and all if, that stuff. If Hogan needs hip replacements on leg drops, imagine what Randy would have needed on elbow drops oh, yeah. from, the, from the top row. And I so, mean, if, yeah, if you, I mean, so Macho had a lot of hip problems, and I think yeah. that really hindered him towards like 98, 99. You know, and why he wasn't able to be as sprite as he wanted to be in TNA. And I don't think why he was able to go back to the WWF run. I think Savage, the main reason why I think he never went back to WWF is he felt Savage, I think, always felt this way. I don't I, I want to be in the ring somehow. I don't want to be like just commentating. And they were not interested in that. I just think that I mean, even I think later they were interested in everything in 2003, four or five after WCW. But I don't think Savage wanted that. He was repairing his personal life. He met re- connected with the high school sweetheart and did what he wanted to do. He did this rap and shit for a while and like all that stuff. And be a man, Hogan. I'm thinking it out, Hogan.
And so oh, I think that uh, yeah. you know, I think Macho Man inside, I think his him figuring out what he wanted to do prevented him from coming back in like 2003, four, five in WWF, and you know ending it right. So I, I, eh, Stephanie McMahon stuff and all that, just put that shit to bed. Like that was just shit. silly talk, and like it just you know he was a Macho Man was a different kind of character, and I think he had a lot of pride in his legacy and all that, and he didn't want to come back unless he really felt he could do something. I don't want to be just a sad case that gets out there and limps in the ring or yeah. fucking doesn't anything. Even though he was kind of like that in TNA, he was that guy he could barely move, yeah. and uh, it sucked really bad. And you know, like, but he didn't get a chance to come back and make right for it. It sucked. Yeah, that he died. I mean, obviously it sucks, but I mean, that's I think his legacy is I, I think he stands on his own. He was such a different character than anybody else. And I think you had to book him different. You had yeah. with the dynamic as a with Elizabeth and he did great stuff without her with Sherry and all that stuff. And Savage was so good like in there. And like I said, his the highlights of the WCW career was his matches with the flair um, and DDP yeah. were so good. And yeah. like and just they. You know, like go back and watch that. That was him on his own working mm-hmm. with these guys in the back and just saying, let's just go out there and fucking tear the house down. Let's do it. You know, I think I think Macho's legacy is just going to be individuality. I think just he was not like the Hogan, which they wanted the warrior to be. And the warrior was cut from the same cloth. So it was Goldberg. So it was, you know, think about that. It was yeah. this, just well, Macho, Man, Macho-, Macho Man was the perfect combo of both. You know, if you say Flair on the heel side was the perfect combo of charisma yeah. and in-ring talent. Savage I could think do that. Savage could do both. But I mean, he was a you, you want to remember Savage as a face more than anything. He was the face version of like he had a, a great character. He could do anything you wanted him to do. Soap opera storylines, whatever. But then wrestling wise, Savage was excellent and he knew how to book a match. I think if you don't think of Savage as an in-ring technician, you're fine. That's a it's a correct thought. But he knew how to book and storyline a match and storyboard a match. I mean, like yeah. he knew exactly what to do in there and how to execute it physically. I think Savage introduced that. I mean, I'm sure people wrote storyboards out before, but Savage made it famous on like the 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 main stage of like it's okay to do it. You want to call it in the ring? Sounds good. Where I'm going to be in front of X amount of people and on WrestleMania pay per view, and a million people are going to buy this pay per view. I'm going to fucking do. I'm going to make sure we script the shit out of this and make sure it's perfect. Yeah, could you imagine if Macho was was a was another Pat Patterson and on major runs and major. Uh, federations like WWE. Well, that's now. why he and DDP like did so well. DDP well, likes to script stuff out too. I mean, right? imagine so when, both those guys together had no problem. Imagine if you had like. Macho and Pat Patterson, you know, in the machine and they're and they're booking matches and they're telling them, well, no, don't do this yet. Hold it a little longer. Do that. Just the little things matter. And Macho understood all the little things like that. You know, just did. I think he loved in the ring too much. That's why he didn't want to stay in the back. Yeah, for a long time. I always wonder if he could have found a realm in um. In match in the match booking, maybe not creative, but in the storytelling inside the ring with these young guys, I don't know. I mean, I would have loved to have seen what. what and it's funny, a lot of people say, you know, they'll throw in any name. Uh, they're just a, this. This person's just as big as Hulk, and this person is too. No. And I may agree or disagree, but really, like the person that really was probably the closest to him Savage. was was Savage. Yeah. Like he was a household name just as well. Everybody oh, knew him as a Slim Jim guy. Everybody knew Macho Man and, as Slim Jim. And, and there was nobody more. You versatile. got to a point where people who didn't know wrestling, oh yeah, Hulk, I know Hulk. Oh, you know Macho Man? Fuck yeah, I know Macho Man, the Slim Jim guy. Yeah. Like, you know, and so Macho Man became that level uh, on a lot well, of Well, that's why you could say maybe he didn't, you know, he obviously, Hogan made wrestling what it was. So maybe he wasn't on par with him on that. But pop culture, Slim Jim. That's what. Yeah, you know, he was the first guy. He was up Hulk there, man. That, yeah, he came huge. out there and figured it out. You know, he yep. got the Slim Jim thing. Brandon himself. Honestly, yeah. Macho did it without too many movies. I mean, I think he did a few spot 
you know, part. Yeah, Macho really was like an actor actor. Yeah, yeah. No, so no, I mean, he, he was in, he was in Spider. He was Bone Saw in Spider Man. Yeah, Bone Saw. What a funny coincidence since he started off as the Spider. Right? Yeah, that's funny actually. Yeah, yeah, little little. Yeah, little so I mean, Macho Man. I, I don't know how. Huh? It's funny. I, I, you know, he's got to be in your top ten. I think. I, I just think that's an automatic top five for me. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe some people's top five. I think that would be totally appropriate. Well, I was talking about this on. I, I get weird on the forums, but I always feel like um, a few people when you say, "Hey, who's in your Mount Rushmore of of wrestlers?" and you you see a lot of great ones. You obviously you see Hogan, you you see Flair, and then it kind of then the last two always seem to get rotated. You see an angle, you see a. You see an Eddie Taker. in there. You see Taker in there. You see Stone Cold obviously in there too. You see, the um, you see The Rock Damn in there. Right is. And, and there's always that shift. And then I see a couple people go, um, "Is no one going to talk about fucking Savage here?" And I'm like, "Thank you." Like nobody understands. Like, God, there's so many things that could have changed if Savage was in the picture. You might not have seen a Rock or a Macho Man. You couldn't seen that versatile face to heal the face again, which even Hogan did. But Savage did it first. You know, I mean, I know Hogan was a, was a heel first, but the type of stuff that Hogan did to be a face and then become a heel may not, you know, Savage shows the way he kind of paves the way for a lot of that. He should be in a lot of ways, in a lot of comparisons, he should be in that top four, that Mount Rushmore talk, uh, that Mount Rushmore conversation. I know a lot of people don't want to hear it because they're way into the attitude area and I get it. And that, that's your opinion. Uh, but that's like I said, that that's just where we'll leave it. I mean, leave that argument open. It's one of the greatest things we can have. We can totally argue about, Who's on your Mount Rushmore? Who's in your top five? Savage needs to be in the discussion. And he gets overlooked, in my opinion, way too much. Um, some of you guys need to go back and get educated on some Savage work because it's amazing. And it paved a lot of wrestling for 20 years the, of what happened with Macho Man, how he filled in for other people, things that, that shouldn't have happened that did happen. And WCW taking a turn in a different way. Macho Man's a big part of all that. He's a big part of everything. He was a part of the NWO. Yeah. Um, you know, he was a part of that hype where that two year, two and a half year period where they actually beat WWF. So Hulk Hogan, same thing. He was that that rock and wrestling era. So was Macho Man. And they go to WCW and they're both part of the the time where WCW beat WWF. Actually, it was the number one wrestling promotion in the United States. So like, yeah, like Savage, Savage saw all that. Savage once again, bringing ratings back. So and, you know, that, that's that's pretty much it for our topic today, guys. As always, you can reach us via Instagram at OWP2019, SoundCloud at Our Wrestling Podcast, YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel, or do the easy thing, download WrestlePost. It's an app at no charge to you on both Apple and Android platforms. And you can join us along with other great podcasts of the day. That's Dave, Justin, Cuz with the OWP. Have a good one, guys. Gotta hear beef. Gotta hear spice. Need a little excitement. Snap it to a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. I always like to keep my favorite snack handy. Need a little excitement? Snap it to a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah.